Hey, what's up, Jubilee Church? I'm Donnie Griggs, and I lead a church um, called One Harbor um, out in eastern North Carolina. And I have so much love and respect for you as a church, and I am deeply grieved that I can't physically be with you this weekend. Uh, 2020 keeps dishing out all the disappointments, um, but I am thankful that I get a chance to still encourage you. And, and I really hope that this short sermon will do that. As I spent a lot of time thinking and praying about our, our time together and this opportunity, I really kept, kept feeling reminded of these charges throughout the scriptures to not grow weary. And so I wanna talk about that, but I wanna start by having a bit of a confession here and letting you know that, that you know, really the person telling you to not grow weary is someone who has faced some serious weariness this year. Um, like you, I um, have found myself and our church pushed and pulled in seemingly every direction. Um, but hopefully like you, I'm finding in deeper uh, in deeper ways that Jesus is faithful. Um, we're, we're kind of in the fight of our lives, um, but man, Jesus is worth it. And so we're gonna dive in uh, this morning uh, to some of these passages where uh, this guy named Paul encourages churches to hold the line and to press on. Let me pray for us as we dive in. God, I thank you for Jubilee Church, and I thank you for the city that um, she's in. I thank you for all of your plans and purposes for uh, this church and everyone watching this video. And I pray, God, that you, by your word, would strengthen us and encourage us and convict us and remind us and um, do all the things that only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, Paul says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. And to this, he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is just a, uh, a, um, a powerful intro that, that's meant to encourage this church. Paul was thankful for them, that they had been made up of people who had been, you know, not just trying to do better and, you know, be good moral people. No, they had been saved by Jesus. And, and they weren't just kind of, you know, you know, figuring all this out in their own strength. They were being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. He wanted them to remember their calling and remember their future. And, and they were called through the gospel and all this incredible, beautiful stuff. And then from there, he launches into this charge where he says, kind of based on that foundation, verse 15, so then, brothers... Stand firm and hold, hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Now, may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, may he comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Uh, you are a beautiful church. Um, you may not know me, but um, I've been out there multiple times, and I have been so just um, blessed by your church. Uh, you're in a beautiful city, and, um, and you, are, you are led by a beautiful man. And I know that sounds funny, but I, I really sincerely mean it. Um, I love Brian Mowry, and I'm so thankful for the work of Jesus and the Spirit in your church. Um, Paul refers to this church as um, his brothers, and I, I do feel that way about you. Um, our church, whether you know it or not, has, has benefited much. Your church has served us um, much. You've been an encouragement to us and a source of wisdom to us. And, and uh, Brian, who, who leads the team there, has been a dear brother to me, a dear friend to me. And I thank God for his friendship. And I thank God for our partnership together in the gospel. 
And so like Paul, I, I want you to remember that you were saved by Jesus from eternal separation from God and you have a future and a hope. And, and that can be hard to remember in 2020, right? When it feels like the sky's falling every time you look out the window. Um, and, and like Paul, I, I too, I'm jealous for you that because of all the goodness of God towards you, um, that you would not neglect your purpose in this city and beyond. This is a defining moment for all of us, meant to be our finest moment. So let's take a, a few minutes to unpack this powerful charge that we read from Paul. Just again in verse 15, Paul says, So then, brothers, stand firm and hold. Hold to the traditions you were taught by us. Jubilee Church, stand firm and hold the line. Stand firm and hold the line. This echoes lots of charges uh, throughout the, the scriptures by Paul to, to churches. In 1 Corinthians 16, for example, he, he says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and let all that you do be done in love. In fact, Paul says almost the same thing to the churches in, in Thessalonica, to the church in Philippi and Corinth and Galatia. Again and again, Paul calls on these churches to stand firm. Uh, it's a call to endure. It, it's a call to persevere, to not give up, holding to the truth of the hope we have in Jesus. And I don't know that you or I have ever faced a greater moment when giving up felt more tempting than it does right now. Um, I don't know if you've ever needed to endure more than we need to endure right now. Perseverance is the name of the game right now. Who can, who can last through the seemingly nonstop onslaught of challenges that we are facing? And in this moment, we are to be those who hold the line, not those who, as Hebrews uh, 10 says, those who shrink back. No, we're to be those who hold the line. And what's the opposite of holding the line? Well, it's not just letting go. It's not holding fast. The opposite is not just letting go. Actually, the opposite of, of holding fast to the truth is holding fast to something else. It's, it's latching on to someone or something else. And, um, and so a big part of, of holding the line um, actually is not getting distracted. A big part of holding the line is not getting distracted. In war, oftentimes people get taken, off by one, taken out by just wandering off. Something caught their ear, caught their eye, caught their attention. They wander off, they get isolated, and they get taken out. And um, sadly, the same is often the case for those following Jesus. Um, in Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, uh, the, the Christian travelers, they, they're walking along the king's highway, but they fall into the hands of uh, the giant despair. And um, they, they do this by, by, by taking the wrong path. Now, they thought, they thought it was a good path, a, a bit of a shortcut, um, but in no time at all, they realize that they're way off course and, and they're in a bad way. Um, they end up in, enslaved, they end up held captive by the giant despair in his doubtful castle. And um, I thought of that just in thinking about how 2020 threatens to pull us off course um, and to lead us in a place of doubt and despair. And I grieve how much that has happened to so many people that I know, maybe to so many people you know, maybe to some of you. Distractions, they pull us away from the truth of who God is and 
what that means for our lives. And like distractions, you know, these kind of paths, there's, there's also kind of these cul-de-sacs that we head off and, and man, we keep moving, but we just, we're just going around and around in circles. We're, we're spending a lot of energy, but we're not really going anywhere. And maybe the distractions have been fear and doubt or the cul-de-sacs have been an overemphasis on politics or obsession with social media. I don't know what it's meant for you or you are, but I know these things, they take us away from the peace and the comfort of walking with Jesus and the Spirit, and they leave us isolated and in danger. So I charge you, Jubilee Church, because of how good God is and how much he's done for you and in you to not get distracted to hold the line. But why hold the line? Well, one of the most beautiful, powerful reasons to hold the line is because you have a purpose. The call to stand firm is not a call to stand still. It's a call to keep going, to not get distracted, but to keep going in the right direction. And so back to those couple of verses there, verse 16 and 17, may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Here we see that this, this standing firm, this holding on is, is connected to good work, which is what we see all the time with these charges that Paul gives, that there's, there's work that we're meant to do. We have a mission to complete. And so that's my second charge to you, Jubilee Church. Do not grow weary. Do not grow weary in doing good. Paul spells it out even more. In Galatians 6, 9 through 10, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity and the opportunities keep changing, we have to keep innovating and thinking about this and well, we can't do that. So now what we, as we have opportunity, let's do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Jubilee, you have good work that still needs to be done. If you didn't, you would be in heaven. <laughs> the fact that you are breathing, that you're watching this, hearing this, is evidence that you still have work to do. I still have work to do. 2020 has not taken the mission that we have away. What it has done is it's turned up the intensity. Like a treadmill uh, that gets, you know, you can push buttons and it gets steeper. You can push buttons and it gets faster. I think 2020 keeps making it feel steeper and faster. And when that happens, what do you want to do? You want to hit the stop button. You want to pull the plug. You, you, want to, you want to get off, right? You want to get off this treadmill. But we must not, you must not. This, this call to stand firm or to not grow weary is, is a call to keep pushing on. To, to, and, and really, it it's, it's also tells us that it's, it's possible to grow weary, but because it says not grow weary, it means it's possible not to grow weary, right? God wouldn't say to you and I, don't grow weary if it wasn't possible for us not to grow weary. And so how do we not grow weary as Christians, as followers of Jesus? How do we not grow weary in this wearisome time? Let me just try to give you a few um, helpful um, ways to do that. Number one, man, we don't grow weary by knowing that this is a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians 9 talks about, I mean, we want to run the whole race. We want to run in a way that, that we can win, right? If you want to win, you've got to know what kind of race you're running. Now, don't get the wrong idea. I am not an expert runner, 
I know that looking at me, you might have thought, Jesus guy, you know, probably wins all kinds of races. He's got a really good expert, you know, expertise on this whole thing. I don't, surprise, surprise, right? What I do know is that there's a difference between a marathon and a sprint. And I know that if you go into a marathon acting like it's a sprint, you are going to fail. I know that. And I know that for a lot of us, I think we have been running in this year like it was a sprint, not a marathon. We've thought that any minute now, we're going to see the finish tape. Everything's going to be back to normal. And so we've really not been paying attention like we should. We've not been running like we should. Maybe we've given up on things like being in the Word because, man, this will be over any time now. We've gotten really distracted. We've, we've just started cutting corners. We think it'll be over quick. But I don't, I don't know that it will, actually. And I'd love to be proved wrong but I don't think this is going to be over any second. None of us know what the future holds, but it probably means a tough road ahead for a while. And so while we're to be simultaneously people who pray for Jesus to make everything better right away or pray for Jesus to come back any moment, simultaneously, we're also meant to be people who keep pushing ahead and running like the finished tape is still a long ways away. One of the biggest mistakes that I think people are doing right now, that I see people doing right now, and likely you see people doing right now, in, in, in their observation that this is a short thing, not a, not a long thing, I see people taking a break from Christian community, taking a break from church, thinking, I think, that, well, this is going to be such a short time, let's take a break, and then we can re-engage. But what if it's not a short time? In fact, By my definitions, it's already been a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. So that's the second um, tip for you you and I to, to maintain this, to keep moving forward is don't grow weary by remaining devoted to community. So remember, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but in that, man, let's remain devoted to community. We still have each other. Even with all the changes, you and I still have each other. Paul speaks to these churches. He says, brothers, brothers, brothers. It's this reminder that that we we need each other. We have each other. Now, the regulations are are changing all the time. They're different from state to state. You know, when and how we can meet together and how many people and what size and what thing and where do we sit and what do we wear? All those things are changing. All those things are changing. But as those things continue to fluctuate, you and I should fight to take advantage of every opportunity we have to gather. The persecuted church around the world has been doing this for forever. I mean, they've never let, they've, they've, they've never let really crazy, you know, um, regulations keep them from fighting for community. And so whether it's a gathering in a small group, if that's all that you and I are able to do, well, let's take it. If it's online services, well, let's take it. If it's gathering, you know, in smaller reduced, you know, gatherings on Sundays and social distancing. Well, let's take it. Let's take advantage of every opportunity we get. Let's, let's fight to be devoted to community. You are needed. You are needed. You, like who are listening to this, watching this, you're needed and you need others. Lone rangers are dead rangers. You are needed and you need others. And that has not changed. And man, you and I will grow very, weary very quickly by ourselves. We need each other and others need us.
So fight for that. Don't grow weary by remaining devoted to community. Next, don't grow weary by remembering the harvest all around you. Even in all this change, you as a church still have a mission. You have a mission to that city that God's placed you in. God predetermined exact times and places where we live. And God knew right now, right where you are, that's where you'd be. He, he determined that it would be this year where you would be this church in this city. He has plans for that. In fact, this, this goes on to the next chapter, 2 Thessalonians 3. Paul says to that church, hey, as for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. All around you, there are people, Jesus described it as a harvest, ready to be, ready to be harvested. He, there are people all around you that Jesus is drawing to himself. And that's, that's the work that you and I are meant to be caught up in. And we, when we neglect that work, when you and I forget our mission, we become the worst version of ourselves. When, we, when Christians forget their mission, they become the worst version of themselves. Selfishness and envy and pettiness and bitterness and slander and gossip. And that's all stuff that we do when we forget our mission. We get bored. We have time to sit around and be the worst version of ourselves. We become kind of like a monster version of ourselves. Um, I'm going to reach way on back in the vault. There was a movie that I should not have watched as a kid called Gremlins. It was crazy. Uh, and um, I, I watched it, though. I don't know where my parents were in that moment, but um, somehow I was able to watch this movie. And I'll, I'll ruin it for you. I mean, it's been on VHS for like 30 years. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of your fault, but if you haven't seen it. But uh, there's these cute little creatures. And if you got them wet or you fed them after midnight, they would go from being really cute and sweet and awesome to being terrifying, borderline demonic, right? Um, it, it's kind of like that with us Christians. You know, it's not getting us wet or feeding us after midnight. It's, it's taking us off mission. It turns us into the worst versions of ourselves. You're in a city made up of neighbors, neighborhoods and neighbors, and, and they need to see the hope of Jesus, maybe now more than ever before. So Jubilee Church, don't abandon your post. Keep swinging for the fences. Keep dreaming, keep planning, keep being innovative. I know how frustrating it is to, by the time you've made a plan, everything changes, you have to change the plan, but keep going, keep moving forward, keep praying and trusting God for salvations and baptisms. Don't give up. And lastly, we don't grow weary by keeping our eyes on the King. I love that. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And guys, even with all the changes in 2020, you know what hasn't changed a bit? What we have in Jesus. That's what matters the most. And that hasn't changed a bit. And I want to remind you and remind me that it's not up to you and I to save the world. It's up to Jesus. He has been tested through harder times than this year, and he has been found faithful. He's always been found faithful. When Paul was alone in a jail cell, Jesus came and comforted him, and he didn't get out of jail right away, but the presence of Jesus was enough to keep him going. And we're not going to get out of this right away, I don't think. But the presence of Jesus can keep us going. Keep your eyes fixed on him. 
and all the challenges we face, he is in control. Let that comfort your heart. It's so easy for us to get full of despair and doubt and anxiety when we're looking to other things. But Jesus can comfort our hearts. I want to read from you about this in Isaiah 40, verse 28. Isaiah says, have you not known and have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. 2020, 2020, he's the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint or grow weary. Do not grow weary, do not grow weary. Why? Because we have a God who does not grow weary and he's on the throne. His understanding is unsearchable. When's this gonna change? When's this gonna end? I don't know. When's the vaccine? I don't know. But his ways are unsearchable. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall fall exhausted. All of us are being stretched beyond our natural ability. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, shall walk and not faint. Man, I love this, um, really this reminder that we get here from Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Those are past tense things. I mean, so much of this I've said, probably all of this I've said, you already knew and I already knew, but man, we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded of these things. And so right now, let your heart be reminded that you have an everlasting God. You and I, our God is an everlasting God. He is bigger and he is beyond this year that we find ourselves in. He's bigger and beyond all the challenges. He is the creator and the sustainer of the universe. Like that's who our God is. This is a reminder for us not to get tired and not to get weary because he never tires. Because actually this work, this impossible work is on his shoulders. He's got it all figured out. And this is a promise for those of us that when we feel tired, when we feel weary, that he gives strength to those who look to him, who actually look to him. He will empower us to do more than we could ever do on our own. Guys, 2020 is not on the throne. It is not determining your destiny, your destiny or mine. Jesus is. Jesus is on the throne and Jesus is controlling our destiny. Maybe you're thinking after watching this, gosh, I don't even know if I really know Jesus. Man, thanks so much for, for watching this. I would, I would so encourage you to contact Jubilee Church and just say, hey, I'm trying to figure out who this Jesus is. I saw a video and I just started thinking maybe I need to know him. It's an awesome church and they would love to get around you and help you. Maybe you're feeling as you've watched this, like, man, you've really not held the line like you should. Maybe you've wandered off or you, you have gotten trapped in despair and you do feel like you're in this castle of doubt. And my heart goes out to you. Maybe you've grown weary, you've backed off from community, you've turned your eyes away from the king. Oh, if that's happened to you, it, it's so understandable that that would happen. I don't need to feel shame for that. This has been um, really an exasperating year. So it's understandable that it's happened to you, but I wanna call you to not let it be your new normal, to, to put a stop to it right now. 
And I think one of the best ways to do that is to reach out to someone. Maybe it's one of the pastors, maybe it's a community group leader or someone else in the church and say, hey, I need some help. I need some prayer. I need you guys to get around me and encourage me and remind me and push me. I, I, I don't want to live like this. I, I don't want to get stuck in this. I don't want to wander off any further than I already have. One day, we will all enter into his rest and we'll see him face to face. Until then, let's keep fighting the good fight. God bless you, Jubilee Church. God bless you. My brothers and sisters, make you much of Jesus in St. Louis and beyond. May God keep you holding the line and swinging for the fences. Love you guys. Have a great week.